Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home of NARC Troopers. If you like today's episode, um, you can connect with me at narctroopers.com, where you will find a variety of resources that will help you on your recovery journey. Today's topic is a compilation episode of wisdom to help people who are victims of narcissistic abuse. Um, It consists of my favorite thinkers um, that offer wisdom on healing. Um, And this compilation is curated for the truth seeker, which I'm assuming is you, right? Um, So here's some of the wisdom from the top experts. The first one, the incapacity to commit oneself to any value system beyond one's supplying self-serving needs usually indicates severe narcissistic pathology. This is Otto Kernberg, and Otto Kernberg is one of the um, first experts on narcissism. Um, And here's another one from my favorite. The narcissist devours people and consumes their output and casts the empty, writhing shells aside. That's what's left of you, a writhing shell. And this was Dr. Sam Vaknin who said this. The pandemic has made people reassess what's important to them And that might be family for some people. It might be wanting to be in nature for other people. And a lot of people just feel like they just want to be out of their house and be out in the world. And this is Keith Campbell, Ph.D. And Dr. Campbell um, has reflected often on how the pandemic has changed people in profound ways, in lasting ways. There's a lot to that we won't get into right now, but here's another one. Feminism freed my mind. Yoga freed my body. It's one thing to be, to, um, to intellectualize self-love and it's another to embody it. Love is not just admiration for strength. It's also tolerance for weakness. And this comes from expert Melanie Klein, who is a well-known narcissism expert. Melanie Klein. Maybe it's easier to tell yourself you are the problem rather than accept the possibility that this person won't change. And this is Dr. Craig Malkin. Um, The unhealthy false self is one that fits into society through forced compliance rather than a desire to adapt. Real-life examples of the false self are based around certain beliefs that we take on in order to fit into our world better. And this is Donald Winnicott. Um, Also, narcissist expert Donald Winnicott. The destiny of every human being is decided by what goes on inside of his skull when confronted 
by what goes on outside of his skull. And this is Eric Byrne. You know, I want to say something about Eric Byrne. He was one of the first people that I read when I became interested in psychology back in, wait for it, about 1976. Yeah, 1976, I read Eric Byrne's The Games People Play. And it was very enlightening, and it really just uh, amplified my interest in trying to understand um, the whole, you know, psychology of, of what makes people tick and um, the, um, you know, what abnormal psych <laughs> also. And, you know, Eric Byrne, his counterpart during that time in the 70s was a person named Claude Steiner, who wrote the book, I'm Okay, You're Okay. He was the person who came up with transactional analysis. I wrote my master's thesis on transactional analysis in the late 70s. Yeah, I believe it was 1979. And um, this is like the different ego states, parent, adult, and child. So even ranging back to 1979, I was digging in and doing all of the investigations about mental health. Needless to say, I didn't understand at the time that I married my narcissistic husband what I was getting into. Didn't know that that was what was wrong with him. Clearly, I, I saw red flags and knew it was something, but I never put it together that he was a narcissist. In fact, I thought it was several other things. And uh, it wasn't until much later, after being married for 15 years to this person, that it came into full um, view what exactly was happening and what, he, what his mental disorder was. Um, but it, it wasn't evident at first. So don't beat yourself up and think, wow, I should have known. Well, you know, have a master's degree and did my thesis on on transactional analysis not that that means anything it didn't prepare me for what happened next or what happened later but um yeah uh eric byrne claude steiner sort of the they were, were the very beginnings of my studies in uh the field of mental health Highly recommend them as a good jumping off point. Um, here's another one. Develop the wise art of being radically truthful and remaining considerate, thoughtful, and safe. And this is Claude Steiner, Eric Burns' uh, cohort, Claude Steiner. Um, so let's, let's shift. These are some of the uh, experts on narcissism. Let's talk about some wisdom from the top recovery facilitators, which is different from the researchers and the doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists who put together all of this information into some kind of cohesive way to help us understand exactly what this disorder is. Um, these are the people who come up with the programs for the victims of this, and they're not all you know, every victim is not married to one or dating one. Sometimes you could have narcissistic parents and that's how you experience it, that you had a parent or both parents who had um, a mental health disorder. 
based on narcissism and you that could be what you're dealing with and so um yes it's, it is clearly um a complicated thing but let's look at some of the experts who offer programs and training and um, intervention that you can purchase yep it's uh, uh they're for-profit um healers but i guess that you know here again you know your psychiatrist and your psychologist that's not free they take insurance but they still bill you so here we go melanie tanya evans I'm going to put her first because, um, you know, she was one of the first people I stumbled upon. She wasn't the first, but one of the first. Um, and that was significant uh, in my recovery journey to help me understand some things that aren't talked about in traditional therapy. And let me also just remind you as a little, little reminder here, um, just because a person has a PhD or is a psychiatrist or social worker, some licensed professional counselor does not mean that they have any understanding of what's happening to you. If you're truly recovering from narcissistic abuse, that is a specific, very niche area of recovery that is different and unique from all other kinds of recovery from abuse. And, the, the harsh truth is that there's just not a whole lot of people out there who are trained and equipped to deal with it. Um, you know, it's a couple of chapters in, in, a, in a book that they had to cover in their studies to prepare them for what they do, but it's certainly not something that they've done a deep dive on and have all the information that they need to understand it and to help you. So you need to be aware of that. Um, Melanie Tanya Evans does understand it. She speaks the language. She is a member of the tribe. It happened to her. And such is the case with almost all narcissistic abuse recovery facilitators like Melanie Tanya Evans and like myself, mm -hmm, is that we have come from personal experience. And what better way to understand it than to, to have that lived experience part of it kind of like your sponsor at AA is someone who is an alcoholic and that because they are sober they're able to be your sponsor it works along the same lines so she had this happen to her she tries um, she says ne needing is a state of the ego that tries to convince us that we're empty and that we need something to feel love success and happiness right our true self requires nothing to feel complete from a state of being complete. We create more to uh, complete us. And, and that might be a little bit confusing, but she's talking about uh, how we come like we're those salad kits, you know, that come with the dressing and the croutons and everything we need in one bag. That's how people are. You don't have to go outside of yourself and buy that tomato or buy that cucumber or whatever separately because it all comes in the kit. People are that way. Um, we have everything we need. We don't need to shop around looking for something externally. We have everything we need. We possess it. We just need to find it and use it and leverage it for our own welfare, for our own good, because a lot of us don't know how. 
to do that. Yeah, it's true. So, um, wise words from Melanie Tanya Evans. She works with quantum theory, uh, quantum, uh, quanta healing. Um, she talks quite a bit about attracting from the outside, whatever is on the inside that if it's all yucky in here, it's going to attract yucky from out there, kind of like a, a vibrational kind of thing. So there's, there's that energy component. I personally give weight to that. I don't think it's a lot of, what do you, what do people call it? Foo-foo, woo-woo stuff. I think that's it. That It's a bunch of woo-woo. I don't think it's woo-woo. I think it's um, legit, a lot of it. But I don't think it's the only thing. See, therein lies where I go, kind of go off off the rails here from what conventional people would say, that there's not one of these programs that is the complete everything that, that you need. I think it's one piece, and I think you also need to have some other things in addition in addition to something like this. And these, these programs are for a fee. Um, and they're good programs, but I think that as a standalone, I think there needs to be something a little bit more. Now, the next one comes from um, Kim Saeed. She happens to be the one that was the very first one that I discovered when this happened to me some years ago. And, um, I stumbled upon her first and I bought her, uh, boot camp breakup recovery pack because I didn't know about the other people who were in the business, what their programs were. Melanie Tanya Evans, she has the Thriver program, uh, is what she calls it. It's, you know, Thrivers, Surviving and Thriving. Um, uh, but Kim Saeed does the boot camp breakup recovery package. It's a little bit cheaper than Melanie Tanya Evans. I think, you know, I didn't know about Melanie Tanya Evans when I bought the one by Kim Saeed, but it was, it was good. It was a lot of worksheets and videos and things to read. And it was, it was a good jumping off point. Um, a narcissist can totally annihilate you without even laying a hand on you, except that the narcissist is a narcissist. And I like that because it's very true. There's ambient abuse uh, where there doesn't have to be bruises and getting slammed up against the wall. You can be injured just as much in other ways. Uh, another one is Lisa Romano. Lisa Romano says, because no one I ever cared for had reflected a sense of worth back to me, I was cheated out of the ability to see me and to value my feelings all my life long. Um, it will matter not what mommy and daddy say to their child. It matters only what mommy and daddy do and have done. Uh, Lisa Romano, I think I should research this before I say it, but I'm, I feel like she's somewhere on the East coast and she's got that, kind of grit about her in her talking, her assertiveness, um, her candor. Um, so she's not for everybody, but I like her. Um, and she's been through it just like all of them, like 
every single one of them have experienced it firsthand, including myself. Um, and that's how they know. And then they do all the rest, but I like her. Uh, another one, Angie Atkinson. Emotional states affect our daily attitudes, thoughts, and behaviors. If we don't take control of our emotional states, many other aspects of our lives will be out of control as well. And that's definitely words of wisdom from her. She's got um, some programs online, too. I think through YouTube, she's got a podcast. And let me just say something about podcasts really quickly. Um, that saved my life. Music was a trigger. I couldn't listen to music for almost two years. And, and when I started back, I could only listen to some kinds of music. And to this day, there's a lot of music that triggers me. I can't listen to it at all. Um, so I listened to podcasts. And one of the podcasts that I listened to originally was Angie Atkinson's. I think it's called Queen Bee. Not sure about that. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but it was really good. You can look up Angie Atkinson and you know, a lot of these people have podcasts. Also, here's a little suggestion. You can listen to the YouTube video. I pay the $10 to get no commercials so that it plays straight through without commercial interruption, which is really disruptive when you're driving. If you're wanting to like do skip commercials and you have to look at your phone and do this while you're driving, it's like, nope, not safe. So I do the no commercials and I listen to YouTube videos while I'm driving. They might as well be a podcast. Uh, I don't have to see it. I don't have to watch someone sitting there talking to me <laughs> like I'm doing with you guys right now. Okay. So wisdom from, okay. So we've talked about the first ones are the experts, the researchers, the doctors. Um, then we talked about the people who have recovery programs, right? Who offer, you know, they've all had experiences with a narcissistic spouse, uh, every one of them, and they have recovered, and then they've gone on and built these programs on how to help others recover. Since, like I said, there's a lot of traditional therapists who don't know what this is and cannot help you, but these people I just mentioned here can uh, help you. Um, and so the last thing I want to talk about is is um, wisdom that comes from professed narcissists. These are people who, who say, I'm a narcissist and I, I want to tell you some stuff you need to know. And it takes one to know one maybe. So these are some of the world's most prolific and genius cluster B narcissists, sociopaths. Sociopaths is your antisocials, psychopaths, and even borderline people disordered who understand the disorder chillingly well because they have that disorder. And so I'm going to introduce you to my three most favorite narcissists. <laughs> of course, I love them. Um, probably because, well, I'm attracted to two things, really intelligent, smart people. And number two, to um, people who are mentally uh, not okay. <laughs> Long story. Anyway, so these people are intelligent and they're narcissists. So, oh my gosh, you know, I'm salivating already. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> okay, so my first one is Dr. Sam Vaknin. Um, he says, in the 
and I mentioned him earlier as being an expert on it because he's not just a narcissist who's doing that the whole thing. He has numerous degrees. He's a trained doctor and um, some of these other professed narcissists are not. They don't hold the credentials and so they're not the experts that he actually is. He's the real deal. He knows what he's talking about. You know, I have been listening to him for three years. He's got, I want to say, I think I read somewhere, and this could be wrong, but I think I read somewhere he has like 800 videos, maybe more, maybe over a thousand. They're lectures because he's a college professor and an MD and has degrees in finance and philosophy and crazy stuff. Anyway, um, I, I, um, yeah, he's the one I, I, I listen to the YouTube video every single day while I'm driving because it sounds like a podcast, you know, I don't have to look at him while I'm hearing it. And, um, to this day, I listen to him every day, three and a half years later, later, I'm still listening to this guy every single day. I, I trust him to understand this, um, better uh, and more accurately than any of them. Like if I had to listen to one person on a desert island and I was stranded and I needed to hear that one person tell me everything I need to know about the narcissist, it would be Dr. Sam Vackman. You don't have to approve of him, love him, like him or anything else because he is a narcissist, but you do have to give him props for knowing his stuff because he really does. So he says, in the narcissist world, being accepted or cared for, uh, not to mention loved, is a foreign language. It is meaningless or even repellent. One might recite the most delicate haiku in Japanese, and it would still remain utterly meaningless to a non-speaker of Japanese, right? This does not diminish the value of the haiku or the Japanese language, needless to say but it means nothing to the non-speaker and it that is kind of what it's like uh, to be a narcissist. I think that's a brilliant description. My number two favorite narcissist who knows what they're talking about, not as much as Sam Vaknin, but still quite a bit, is H.G. Tudor. What a voice. He should have been a thespian because he's got a great um, voice. And um, so to make... Uh, he says, to make you my puppet, I engage on a two-pronged approach. Um, firstly, I make you utterly dependent on me, and then I open the doors and let you look upon heaven. That way, you are in awe of what I can give you, and you want it. You really, really want it. And every method of support, both real and potential that you might rely on to try and recover your free will, family, friends, colleagues, and everything else, um, so, you know, that you could have somebody to turn to. Um, thus, you look on heaven, entranced and enraptured. I am opening the trap door to hell right under your feet. Mm. He's a little dramatic, but he's accurate. And um, he has a great voice. Uh, to listen to. And then my last expert, number three, my final one is Robert Torbay. He writes on Quora. And I think he's a genius. Um, I do. 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's more narcissist or kind of like what he's going got going on. Cluster B, for sure. Maybe he's one of those hybrid blends where he's part narcissist, part psychopath, part whatever. Um, but it says narcissists are bitterly uh, jealous of people who have functioning egos, realistic world views that enable them to work hard and create skills, home talents that generate them praise, validation, wealth, happiness, and all of that. By destroying the ego of another, a narcissist is able to push their unwanted feelings of unworthlessness, jealousy, hatred, and other negative emotions into the victim. Uh, he has a very keen um, use of the English language, very much so. Very talented guy, very brilliant. And the way he describes the dynamics and the very um, unvarnished candor with which he speaks can be offensive to some, but it is truth. And I appreciate radical candor. So that's my little list to share with you today to um, uh, of wisdom. Three categories. Uh, definitely stuff that I think you need to know. So uh, thank you for listening. And um, I hope to um, be with you again soon. Okay. Much love. Bye-bye.